Hi friends, thank you so much for joining me for another great conversation. I am here with my girl Taylor. Hey. And we are both at the end of our seasons. Taylor just shot her last wedding this past weekend. It was kind of a last minute booking for you. It was, yes. They signed the contract like 10 days before the event. It was like, um, it was an $18,000 wedding for me. So I was happy to get like some extra Christmas money, I guess, that I wasn't like planning on having. Um, But now we are both done with our season, ready to pop the champagne and kick back with my feet on the on the coffee table and dive into the Netflix shows that I've been flagging to watch in the off season. So I'm pretty excited to take a break. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well-deserved. Taylor actually took a full day off yesterday. Um, She texted me. I was like, I'm taking a full day off and I haven't done that in months. And I actually did the same thing last week. It had been months since I took a day off and I like was watching a cheesy Christmas movie on the couch. Like Paul walked out and was like, what is going on? Are you not working? And I'm like, no, I'm not. Don't ask me about it. Like, I'm just, I'm just so, we all hit a level of burnout at this point in, you know, and I think that it's really important to um, lean into what invigorates us, keeps us happy. It could be Christmas movies on the couch, or it could be running some fun errands to home goods. That could be like another one of my love languages or for Taylor spending a thousand dollars on Christmas decorations. I am not sorry in the least. <laughs> that I bought every item from the Studio McGee line at Target. It's fine. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Real quick, Taylor, when does your season start next year? Um, I don't have anything on the books until June, but it's not uncommon for me for in like January and February to get some like May and then early June bookings. Um, That's pretty typical for me. So as of now, June, what about you? We have a really good three-day event at the end of February. So that's kind of like not super typical for, but I'll take it. Um, And then we have, we kind of hit the ground running in August, um, two in August, one in May, and three, potentially four in June. So it's going to be like a heavier first and second quarter. And then we'll kind of see what we want to do for our quarter three and quarter four. But um, we have a couple things, but again, we're scaling back a little bit. We're taking a max of 12, and I think we already have eight. So we're being pretty choosy about those last four. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that you should be choosy, and you have so much going on with your corporate and commercial brand that's just thriving and um, level up. Like this past 12 months, like we have really um, hit the ground running, and it, it's basically a full time job in itself, if we're being completely honest. So scaling back on weddings is um, probably a good idea. So Um, That is not what our guests today did, though. Um, They had a very full season this year that has not ended yet, and we're getting into the middle of November. Um, But we had Wild and Rome on the podcast, and we can't wait to share their interview with you. Their business has just exploded. They began began their business in the midst of the pandemic in 2020, and I feel like they're just on this really incredible trajectory in their business that I feel... um, I feel like very like kindred spirit with them and how they've like gone about like being very intentional with their business and their growth and where they want to end up. And um, I just feel like it's going to be a really inspiring podcast episode. So hope you guys enjoy. This is the Level Up Podcast. I'm Taylor Petrinovich. And I'm Kelly Gilster of 618 Studios. And we are on a mission to help filmmakers level up their businesses and their craft so they can make more and work less. 
We want to help you confidently take your business from mainstream to luxury, and it all starts right here. Well, Dryden and Emily, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you doing? We are good. Good. Busy. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Busy are you guys is good. Still, yeah, that's great. Are you guys still like weddings ahead on your calendar for 2023? Yeah, I feel like we have way more than we, our peers do on our calendar. Yeah, most of our we friends have, like, like six. <laughs> yeah, most of our friends just did their last one, but I think we have five or six more left this year. And oh then usually we're done by December and we have all January, February and March off, but we have three in January this year. So we won't really be done until February. Summer Some seasons stops. are just strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we would love to give you an opportunity to introduce yourselves to our listeners. Um, tell us your names, your business, and just give us like a brief overview of how things are looking. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Dryden. I'm Emily. This is... She's my wife. I'm her husband. Uh, we do photo video for mostly destination weddings. Um, we've really kind of broken into the destination market, I'd say, over the last year or two. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of become the majority of our weddings now. And I would say 90 to 95% of our weddings are photo plus video Yeah. as well. Yeah. Nice. And how long, which, which season is this for you guys? How many years have you been in business? Ooh, I think we really... actually just finished up season three. Oh, wow. So you guys are are babies. We are still kind of babies. Yeah, Yeah. we're still kind of babies. I would love to hear just a little bit about your origin story. Paint the picture for us. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to tell them kind of like pre-business kind of your... Because you were kind of the start of it, yeah. I mean, I have loved taking pictures since I was a kid, since I was probably around 12. My dad handed me his Nikon D70 like dinosaur camera with like a one-inch screen on the back and and I kind of fell in love with it um I don't know I went into college thinking I had to do something more quote-unquote real than photography so I tried to do mathematics and computer science and that sort of stuff and that just did not was not a match for me um and so when I met Dryden he encouraged me to do what made me happy and, and be creative and at the time my college didn't have a degree in photography so I went with video um, because it just felt like that was the best match for me at the time. Um, Yeah. You want to take it over from there? Sure. So then in college, I was on a completely different career path. I actually, I used to be a professional magician is what I used to do full time. (laughs) So I used to like travel around doing shows and like um, just perform. And so she was actually, when we were dating, she did all my media coverage and everything like that. So that was where things were. And then come 2020, we got married and I had a whole tour lined up for the fall and winter of 2020. And then obviously COVID hit, whole thing got scrapped. And next thing I know, we are about two to three months out from getting married and all of our income just went out the window. So we were like, well, we got to do something. We got to make something work. Might as well make it up. Might as well make it up. hiring. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I just got a job doing like technology sales with an old professor of mine from college. And Emily always talked about wanting to be like a stay at home wife and just kind of like keep it chill. And then after like two weeks, I came home from work and she was like, I hate this. I'm so bored. I need something to do. Um, and you mentioned the idea of like trying out weddings and shooting weddings. So you started looking into it. And then after a couple of days, you were like, Hey, I feel like this is going to be a lot of work. 
would you mind, you know, kind of coming along with me and doing this with me? So I was like, sure, you're going to have to teach me how to use a camera, but yeah. <laughs> um, and she just kind of taught, we, we, that weekend we sat in our guest bedroom and we had a bunch of whiteboards and she just like drew out the parts of a camera <laughs> and like taught me what aperture was and shutter speed and all those different things. And, um, and we just kind of went from there. That's, That's so fun. So <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I, I love hearing everyone's like how everyone pivoted in 2020. So whether like for my husband and I, we had been in business for 10 years at that point. So we were pretty like well established in our in our careers um, in business. And like and then for you guys, you were just like it kind of kickstarted your business. So that's really awesome. Yeah, that's it crazy. was we got weirdly lucky with like all of the weddings we started book. Oh, there's a cat. Sorry. <laughs> um, we got we got weirdly lucky right at the beginning with all the weddings we booked happened to be like in the lulls where like guidelines started to lift a little bit and all those little things, you know, where, you know, the the restrictions weren't as bad. It does kind of help to live in the South. <laughs> it does help. Yeah, I was going to ask where you guys. Yeah, where are you guys based exactly? We, guys live, we live in Virginia. Okay, cool. Awesome. That's yeah. a great market there. Yeah, Taylor and I it had is. it a little rough rough in California. So, <laughs> but that's awesome that yeah. you guys were able to like find the waves and the peaks and valleys through the COVID restrictions and build your business in that. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. We when we decided to start pursuing it, we had we remembered we had a friend's wedding we were going to in like 2 weeks. And we were like and we remember hearing that they didn't have budget for a videographer. So we were, we called them up. We were like, "Hey, if as our wedding gift to you, could we come film your wedding? And obviously they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Right. So then we, that's kind of how we did our first wedding. Amazing. We all have the same story. Like I shot my first wedding for free, second wedding for $300, third one for $500. Yeah. Taylor yeah. came in hot at $875. All right. <laughs> I was overcharging, I'm sure. I love no it. way. Uh, she knows her value. She knew her value from the very beginning. But um, so three years in now, how is your business looking? Are you guys full time now? It sounds like you guys are like you have yeah. so many events on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. We went full time about almost two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how many did you have for 2023? Can we talk about pricing? Like give us like a yeah. like an overview of what things look like. Yeah, absolutely. So twenty. So our first year when we did weddings, we didn't know, like 2021, I guess we started 2020 like halfway through and then our first full year was 2021. And we didn't know what a normal amount of weddings was. So we did like 42 weddings, like, like 43. <laughs> and obviously it was exhausting. Yeah, that was bad. Um, and obviously our goal... It as made we, like nothing, right? Yeah. Because... <laughs> yeah. And obviously our goal is always do do less for more as we, you know, each year. So then 2022, we did like, I think like 30-ish weddings. And then this year, I think we did like 23, 25, somewhere somewhere like that. Um, And then next year, we're hoping to sit around 18. Like, I think we're at 18, 19, which is how much we wanted to book for next year. And then we usually try to... Maybe we'll take an ideal one. Yeah, like let, let the nice ones trickle through. Like those, those little inquiries you get, they're like, okay, yeah, I really want to go shoot that wedding. Um, but yeah, and then pricing-wise, so for next year, we're looking at average bookings for video will be anywhere from 7000 to 12000 for video only or photo only. And then photo only or 
photo or video. And then video only will be anywhere from... Ooh, photo video. Photo video, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> photo video will be anywhere from 10 to 18 next year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So you guys have learned so much about like pricing and I love that you guys are already year three looking at like shooting less and making more. I think that like one of the biggest things that as entrepreneurs, filmmakers, photographers, we kind of like, we never really get to see like where we can take our businesses and like we cap ourselves a little bit too early. So I'm so happy to hear that you guys have that plan in place going from 42 to about 23, you said, and then down to 18. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. our goal is to do probably within the next two years, do a model where we only do one wedding a month and we have like a calendar of each month listed on our website. And like, as we book a wedding for that month, that month will get like crossed off on the website Um, and just kind of like do it as like a very like, hey, when you book us for this month, you're going to be our only client. You know, we're going to be giving you all of our attention and kind of make it more of a very all-inclusive not not all-inclusive but a very focused model yeah a boutique model yeah I think I think clients do appreciate knowing that they're not just like another number on your very full calendar I think there's a lot to be said for that um but also I just want to applaud you guys like three years in business and starting like in the midst of the pandemic and like already charging starting at seven you said um like that's phenomenal so like Hats off to you guys. There's people who have been in business for 10 years that charge that. So I think you guys are just on like such a great trajectory. And I see like kind of a lot of my story in you guys too, like just kind of going kind of quickly and knowing um, where you want to go and putting things in place in order to get there and just wanting to that to be an encouragement to those of you who are listening um, that it's totally possible and um, you can do it, right? So that's why we have this podcast. We want to help um, anybody in the wedding industry who wants to grow um, do those things. So yeah. good job, guys. Yeah. Kudos. The barriers, there's no limit to how fast you can grow. That's true, yeah. As long as you're, I feel like as long as you're putting in the work to actually grow your experience, your, your knowledge and your client experience, you know, you don't want to just be doing wedding films and be like, you know what, I think, I think I can just go quadruple this with no good reason, you know, without improving your business model and different things like that. Can Um, we talk about that? Okay, let's, let's dig into that. So what have you done over the last three years in order to like grow in pricing? Like what were those intentional things that you did to justify the price jump? It's a great question. I think a lot of our, a lot of our our price jump has been because of our social media following going up quite a bit. Um, so maybe that's not directly related to client experience, but a lot of our clients just love the fact that they could go viral on our Instagram or on our TikTok or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I would say our three things we really focused on was social media growth, client experience, and product improvement. Mm-hmm. So like obviously the social media growth was a big one, trying to create a big presence and have kind of a name that came with the brand. And then our, our product too. I think after each wedding, we'll like kind of sit down and dissect everything we've put together from the wedding and see what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. And also do a lot of studying like people that we really look up to in the industry yeah. and seeing, okay, you know, why are they making these kinds of shot choices? These kind of things that I never would have even thought of. How do I start thinking about those things on the day of? Um, and just trying to become like really studying the craft and not just figuring it out as we go (laughs) we never want to have an opinion that's so high of ourselves that we feel like we could never learn yeah oh yeah yeah the second that I think like any of us 
stop turning on that part of our brain where we are eager to learn, you're just immediately cementing yourself in like basically stopping your growth, right? Like we can all learn from everything, every single wedding that we shoot, we can continue to pour into mentorships. Like I think that education and getting outside of your business too is so crucial Um, rather than just, like you said, figuring it out as you go. Um, and that's been a huge difference between like Taylor and I's business. Like we've been in year, we've been in business for 13 years and we actually really did kind of take like the learn as you go. Like, what can we, what do we see on Vimeo? What do we see on YouTube? Like just trying to like put together these puzzle pieces and like, yes, we did find success, but it didn't need to take the time that it did where like Taylor knew right away. She had like a strategy in place of like, I know that I want to like invest in education and like the results that she's seen in like half the time of our business have been like so incredible. So, um, for those listening to like, don't sleep on that. Don't sleep on education, mentorships, getting outside of your business and having like eyes on those. Cause we get so tunnel visioned right in our own businesses that we kind of forget to see how other people are viewing things. And like, especially right now we talk with our mastermind students a lot about like planner relationships and how to form those planner relationships. And uh, we actually just did a, um, a session today that was all about establishing planner relationships. And I think it was really eye opening on how planners perceive our businesses, whether we're photo or video or combo of both. And, um, and so it's like always so cool to see the light bulbs of like, oh, wow, like they have an opinion about my business. What I put out there really does matter. Um, not only in our work, but like our branding and like everything. Um, yeah. So yeah. And the way you treat others. Yeah. yeah. That's been a big one. We, I mean, we always went into our weddings where we would just, you know, we would treat them like family, have fun together, but be respectful and have a blast. And But it didn't seem like we were putting in too much effort but you know we we had, would have people that were come up to us after these weddings like these parents that were like oh my gosh you guys were so much fun you know it's just unlike any other vendor we've worked with and we were just thinking like okay how cool. little effort are other creators like putting into like <laughs> their relationships with their clients like i just we realized how much even just a little bit of effort in that area makes such a big difference to the people you're working with yeah, yeah, I will say that's one thing for way. videographers is like the bar is really low. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The bar it's is on the floor. Say, but it's true. Yeah. yeah. Like if you it's just show true. up and like, okay, so this is not marked as an explicit podcast. So if you're listening and like you have kids, like fast forward 15 seconds. But like if you just show up and not being like an asshole, like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> people love it. Like you're yeah. doing a great job. Like truly um, just be nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Videographers specifically have like a bad rap. So yeah, I mean, being like photo and video creators, we're in a lot of photo Facebook groups too. And like the some of the horror stories that we hear from photographers talking about videographers, you know, and we also hear it the other way, you know, obviously we know lots of videographer stories with horror stories about photographers, you know, it, we've, we've heard it both ways, but yeah, it, there's just some appalling stuff out there. <laughs> Show up and be nice. End yeah. of story. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think like too, one of the biggest things is you know, the photo team and the video team, guests don't know that you're two different. Like how many times have each right. of us been at a wedding and people have been like, there's a ton of photographers here. How many photographers are here? And like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's actually like two photo, two video. And they're like, oh, in two different companies? And you're like, yes, it's two different yeah. companies. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm sure you guys have, or like, you know, you've had so many questions about it. And 
And so in a guest's eyes, the photo and video team are paired together. And so that's why it is like so, so important for us as filmmakers to even just very bare minimum dress up showing the part so that the photographers like aren't feeling like, shoot, like these guests are viewing these people as an extension of my brand and they're wearing like black jeans and like a t-shirt, right? Because that's how it looks, you know? Like we did a wedding a few a few weeks ago and they brought on a content creator even now okay the content creator is now wrapped in as the full team and the content creator it was a black tie event wasn't particularly dressed the part and it just it kind of just like brings down like the whole team yeah right yeah so i'm just starting yeah. there guys <laughs> start there yeah and be nice on the on the note of content creators um we when we first heard about content creators we we did. We haven't worked with one like a separate content creator yet. We but we heard about people that were and like it being like difficult with them not knowing because they're not used to like the dynamic for photo video teams and like getting in the way and things. So we just like added it as an add on <laughs> to our thing right away because we were like, if we're gonna have to work with another vendor, we'd rather be with someone we know and trust and like and work into our. Yeah. our kind of framework of a wedding and as day. Well, like we're just as invested in the day of content creation as as the couple is or as we are in the photo and video from that perspective you know it's so easy to think oh well this is just another vendor they have to take care of their own thing but in this case it's us <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean actually like i kind of want to touch on what you said like you kind of alluded to like every man for himself kind of thing like they're their own thing and like i think that's like one of the beautiful things about climbing within the industry too is we talk a lot about this um in our mastermind but as you grow within the industry and entry that luxury like world like it's such a collaborative effort like it's not the photographer setting up the flat lays and then disassembling it and being like here you go have yeah go shoot that like it's very much so like collaborative like having input like looking out for each other making sure everyone is like on team couple like we all want to make sure the clients are served like well and yeah being cognizant of like that team mentality will will do so much for you like I mean karma like comes back around to but like also directly for your business so yeah I mean especially with videographers because you know we've always talked about how videographers are often you know booked later than photographers and and planners and all that so just maintaining that very teamwork mindset too can help leave a good taste in their mouth and make them want to work with you again and you know keep them on their list of people that they're suggesting to their couples too um so you guys had talked Earlier, you guys are based in Virginia, but you had also said that you're, you know, in the past year, you've really tapped into the destination market. I know that there's a lot of people out there who are listening that want to know how you guys did that, what that looked for you guys. So can you share a little bit about how that all kind of came to fruition, what your strategy was and how you got there? It's all Dryden. (laughs) (laughs) It's not all, it's definitely not all Dryden, but thank you. Um, I would say the two biggest things that we knew right off the bat, at least was kind of our intuition and our best guess that we kind of pursued, and luckily it worked out, was um, social media growth and portfolio building. Those were definitely like the two big kahunas that we knew we wanted to hit pretty much as quick as we could. Um, Social media-wise, I just knew that, you know, the best way to reach other people that aren't where I'm living is through social media. That's where people are going to be present. That's where people are going to be looking for content. A lot of people, as you know, trends started to get big too. I even knew people that were like, 
reaching out to those creators of those reels that are like, oh, I love this thing. You know, I'd love for you to do our wedding. And that's when we kind of realized pretty early on that focusing on growing our social media was a big part of tapping into that industry. And then also portfolio building too. I mean, I, we've, I'm, I've heard so many creators say, if you want to shoot somewhere, go shoot there first. Like if you want to, if you want to shoot at a location, get oh. portfolio, show couples that you're able to shoot there and what it would look like if you shot there for them. Um, and create that content. So those were definitely like the two big hitters when we were, I mean, when we did our first Italy elopement, we did it for um, very little, mostly travel and just, just so we could get that portfolio material and get out there. And that ended up being awesome because now we've booked a wedding out in Lake Como out there. And we've, uh, we're talking with a couple other, we just booked a wedding in London because they found us through our Italy stuff that we were posting. That was performing well so it was crazy like the direct correlation there was between posting italy and receiving those inquiries yeah like yeah. that was wild yeah yeah wild it, in rome think... <laughs> <laughs> yep i it it's i think that it doesn't take as much as what people think right like and i mean we had stanton upson on the podcast a few months ago and he said that he literally leveraged one wedding that he just had on his on his website for months on yeah. how he was able to build now this amazing destination brand. Um, and so, like, I know for us, too, like, we really want to, like, target kind of more of, um, like, Idaho, Montana, like, that type of area. Like, we really are invigorated by that scenery and those areas of the country. And like we did one in Jackson Hole and that has like really brought on so many inquiries in Sun Valley and Whitefish, Montana. And then we did one in Aspen. And so it's just building on that Um, and knowing that like you have to show those things again and again and again. It's not just like a one time like here's the wedding, here's the teaser. And then it just kind of like dies off from there. Like you have to be diligent. I'm sure you guys know on your social media that like that content has to keep reliving in your feed for people to place you in those areas. Yeah. When we first collected all that Italy content from that first elopement, I was putting all these reels together. And at first I was like, man, I feel like people are going to get annoyed. They're going to get bored. I mean, like we've seen this wedding before. And I realized pretty soon that like, I'm not posting this content for my followers or the people that are all already following us, I'm posting it for the people I want it to reach, the people that aren't following us yet because I want it to bring in those kind of clients. Um, That's and such it a really great does distinction. snowball too. Yeah. Like it really does snowball because once you get one and you really push it, as long as you push it hard, you know, it'll often bring in something. And then when you do that one and it kind of brings in a few more and a few more and it just it really snowballs. I mean... It's been crazy. Even just the last three years, our first year, I would say 90% of our weddings were in Virginia. And now just two years later, I don't think we're doing any weddings in Virginia next year. Wow. That's cool, you guys. It sounds like you're in such a good place. And I I hope that for those... Yeah. And you, I mean, and it's not just luck. Like it's also like there might be some luck in there, but you guys had strategy in place. Like you, you knew what you were going after. You knew the opportunities to go after, you know, taking that that Italy wedding for not very much money, right? You wanted that portfolio piece. So um, just having like clear and wise discernment, I think everyone can kind of take away those listening, like being discerning about what is going to catapult your brand and your business into the next level. Mm, 100%. I love that, that little phrase there. 
you know being discerning yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you guys were super discerning and all of that and look where it's gotten you in three years that's incredible <laughs> yeah knowing what you want and, and chasing it is is key with that too you know knowing hey this is my goal yeah I think one of the biggest things we learned too was we knew first when we started the business we outlined what we wanted to look like do we want to do destination weddings do we want to just stay local what is our goal with this um, and pretty soon we did realize you know we're young we like to travel we, we don't really plan on having kids, at least while we're, you know, for if we ever do, it would be a long, long time. And we'd rather, you know, live that kind of fun traveling life now. And anyways, I bring this around to like the biggest thing I realized was there's nothing wrong with going out and looking at what other people are, look at other people that are already doing what you want to be doing and how they got there and looking at what they, you know, what they did to get there and kind of what that process was and kind of learning from that you know people will be like oh I don't want to like copy them like it's not copying it's seeing and obviously I'm not saying copy their material and shoot you know <laughs> but you know you have to have your own style but it's okay to look at those who di- who are doing what you want to be doing and kind of glean from that don't reinvent the wheel yeah don't reinvent the wheel that's yes. what we always said to each other oh my gosh Taylor loves she just sent me a podcast all about that it's totally separate from filmmaking right <laughs> Yep, that's my love language <laughs> to Kelly. I love it. <laughs> Here, Just listen to this. Podcast. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, man, we do this all the time where we look at like, you know, even like students of ours where we're doing website, whether it's like Instagram or website, um, you know, we're looking everything over and and. I think people try to think like, oh, maybe if I'm like just different enough, or I want to be really, really unique. And it's like, you're kind of missing the consumer like how the consumers think you kind of have to fall into this into this mold of how consumers interact and then and then mirror that in your business because if you're too different if you're reinventing the wheel too much consumers don't know how to natively follow that and like we even go taylor you were even saying like when someone's on a website, right, it kind of needs to follow this order of like at the top bar, right? And what was it? It was like home about portfolio, portfolio. contact. Yeah. And it reads from left to right. And that's really, and, and like those, those mm-hmm. words need to be like the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And the contact yeah. button always has to be at the very end. Like, you know what I mean? Like otherwise people get frustrated and they leave. Like they have attention spans of, you know, a fly, you know? So they, they'll give up and look for somebody else. So it really has to like, follow the mold but then be unique in different ways like with your artistry is like a great way yes. to like demonstrate um who or your colors that you've chosen or however you want to incorporate and infuse that like thing that makes you unique is how it is but there are like there is kind of a rule book to follow um right. so yeah but let's pivot here because um we are coming on to like a half an hour and I want to make sure we save enough time for you guys to talk about something exciting that you have going on um so let's hear a little bit about that yeah absolutely so you know we were just talking about portfolio building being a very big part that we've learned uh, for getting into that destination market and we really realized that that can be one of if not the biggest parts um and so we over the last year kind of developed a passion for helping other creators um kind of explore some of the destinations that we've gotten to go to recently and um, help them do that but then we also knew that in that kind of education portfolio building space um, there's a lot being done right now and there's a lot 
of people kind of filling that space. So we knew if we were going to do it, we wanted to wait till we could do it kind of different, different. and cool and, you know, mm-hmm. something wild. So not uh, reinventing the wheel, but uh, accentuating the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were brainstorming and Emily actually had the idea. It was all Emily's idea. Props to her. <laughs> She's brilliant. Um, but we were planning a cruise with some friends of ours to go on this winter. And she was like, wait, try it. I was like, yeah, what? <laughs> and she was like, what if we did uh, a content retreat on a cruise? And I like flipped out. I love it. I loved it. So that's what we're doing now. We're doing a content retreat on a Mediterranean Royal Caribbean cruise out in Europe uh, for nine days where people, creators will be able to come and get content from several different countries and cities all within a week and a half. So the goal is to kind of be able to explode their portfolio content within a very short period of time. There'll be so much variety. Yeah. Do you want to tell them about some of the locations we're going to? I don't know if I can remember them all. Remember them all? (laughs) You're the one who talks about it more. I mean, It's true. Uh, Oh, well, we'll be starting in Barcelona, Spain. It's where we'll all meet up. Oh, also, we're going to have some... uh, It's for photographers and videographers, and we're going to have these amazing vip guests so kirsten jones photography is going to be our photo vip guest and runaway vows jake and nate from runaway vows are going to be our video vip guests who i'm sure you guys know they're fantastic love those guys uh and they'll be there to shoot alongside everybody throughout all the shoots answer any questions you have we're going to do a QA on the cruise ship as well and we're going to be chilling we're going to have a whole ton of downtime on the cruise ship to go explore have fun and all just kind of build community but so anyways, we'll be shooting in Barcelona, Spain, Valencia, Spain, and then we're going to actually be doing a swimsuit shoot on the cruise ship itself, and then Nice, France, and then we're going to have a day off in Ajaccio, France, for people to just go explore, have fun, enjoy Europe for a day, um, and then Portofino, Italy, Tuscany, Italy, and we're going to end in Rome, Italy. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a lineup. That's we amazing. Are pretty pumped it'll be i think eight shoots yeah. in nine different countries wow. eight or nine shoots three different countries three not sorry cities not countries <laughs> not nine different countries three countries but. i mean three countries yeah, that's, a <laughs> that's a lot of countries that's a lot of countries yeah i have only uh, ever shot in one country so i don't know that's pretty good that's amazing so man like such incredible opportunities for a variety like you said of content that you know filmmakers, photographers to be able to film in all of those different regions. But then also like along the way, so many opportunities for community building, Um, you know, yeah, that sounds so cool. And so when is this all taking place? Give us all those details. Yeah, absolutely. So it's taking place next August, um, August 4th to originally the 12th, now kind of the 13th because we just added um in rome everyone's ticket now includes a night stay at this five-star hotel out in rome which is going to be super cool um so kind of you don't have to leave late that night you get to stay at the hotel and leave the next morning so now august 4th to 13th next year um we'll all be meeting on the 4th for like a welcome dinner and hanging out um before we start shooting on the 5th and then get on the cruise ship on the 5th as well yeah um yeah, I mean, we're pumped. We have individual tickets for people to come just on their own. We have what we're calling a plus one ticket for people who have like a spouse or a partner yeah. that they want to bring or even just a friend, a non-shooter, a non-shooter that, you know, they want to be have someone with them in Europe. They 
but that person is just going to kind of like chill on the ship, explore the area during the shoots, and then they can hang out in the evenings and stuff. Um, or we also have like a photo video duo ticket for like teams like us who are awesome. But um, not that not all teams are all teams are awesome. But um, and then I love what you said about community, too, because we have people so far already coming from pretty much all over the world. We have people who have bought tickets from Australia. I was say, Australia blindsided me. I had yeah. no idea we were going to get people from Australia. Wow. <laughs> so That's pretty That's exciting. So cool. We have some creators from Australia coming, tons of different parts of the U.S. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really cool just to build that community. We are so big on community over competition and just hanging out, building relationships, and just asking questions and kind of being open to share and yeah. hear and just have those discussions. So I feel like it's not going to be just like, it's going to be so edifying. And I'm so, I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, does this have a name? Are you calling it something? So we thought about calling it something like we were trying to figure out a better word for the word retreat, but we just couldn't come up yeah. with anything. So we're just it's actually a work in progress still, <laughs> which you think we would have figured out before we launched the thing. But I mean, right now, our Facebook group is called Cruise and Capture. Um, that's kind that's of like cute. The, the private Facebook group for everybody that has bought a ticket that wants to come and chat and we'll be dropping things like packing lists and stuff like that. So that's that's the working name is Cruise and Capture. But we'll kind of see how we're that just, develops. We're really just, our, our brand is going to be Wild and Rum Retreats. And yeah. we're calling it the 2024 Mediterranean Cruise. Yeah. Very cool. I love it. Yeah, keep it nice and simple. So where can people sign up or find it if they want to kind of look more into the details? Yeah, so on our website, up at the top, along with the About Portfolio and Contact, <laughs> there's one extra tab in there uh, for creators that you can go check out that has information about every, everything. And then also just in our Instagram bio, um, there's the link to all the information as well. Amazing. And for those who are listening that maybe have never discovered your business before, can you give kind of the direct handle and yeah. your direct in, uh, website so that they can find you? Yes. Um, our website is www.wildandrome.co, not .com. Because .com was expensive. Yes. <laughs> um, and then our Instagram handle is also wildandrome.co. Yeah. And our TikTok, wildandrome.co. Consistency. And perfect. is and spelled out? Yeah. A-N-D. Yes. Great. Okay. Perfect. Yes. It's always good to like say that out loud Be for the clarified. listeners. Yeah. Yes. But you guys can find also, anyone listening can find all those details also in the show notes. So... Um, well, amazing, you guys. It's been so nice chatting with you and learning about this incredible cruise. Like, what a cool concept that you guys have created. And I love that you're pouring back into the filmmaker and photo community um, in this way. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much for having us. And, and thanks for your time. Yeah, yeah, we're pumped about it. We love getting to share about what we're doing. So we really I, appreciate it. I also always love talking to women in the industry. I just think it's so cool. I know we are we're definitely taking more of the industry by force in the last few years so when I got into this like 13 years ago it was pretty rare to find like a female filmmaker um in the industry there was just like I think there was Julie Hill from Elysium and a couple others like she was kind of an OG um like woman in the filmmaking industry but yeah now everyone's like hopping on and I'm really happy to see it and it's been really cool and fulfilling to see more ladies in our sector of the market more power to you
Thank you for joining us in this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us reach more filmmakers just like you by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Don't forget to tag us at The Level Up Co. And join us again next week, same time, same place, as we continue to level up the industry together. 